Hey everyone, thanks for joining us here at Queer Clouders and Allies at SoundCloud with our official podcast that we're going to introduce to you all. Um, we have a special guest here, uh, Jamie Katsuvis uh, from The Proofs. I also have Clementine. Say hi, Clementine. Hi. And we're excited to kind of introduce this guest because he's definitely one that's involved at SoundCloud. But of course, um, he's got his band, um, The Proofs, and they're about to come out with a new album. Say hi, Jamie. Hey, how's it going? So, Jamie, for those of us out there that are just as Discovering the proofs right now. Give us a little bit of history about your band and the music. Sure. Uh, so the band is me, uh, Jamie Katsuvis, uh, my buddy from college, Nick Albert, and then we uh, found an, a third member in San Francisco. His name's Zach Levine. Um, and we all kind of write songs. We all play like, multiple instruments. So the whole idea of the band was to kind of support each other in our songwriting and to learn each other's tunes and, you know, uh, yeah, create, create music. And can you tell us a little bit about who some of your musical influences are? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, personally, uh, I'm a big fan of like traditional blues and like traditional American folk type stuff. So, um, you know, like it ranges from gospel to blues and all that. So, uh, John Lee Hooker is definitely a huge influence, but uh, you know, Robert Johnson and, uh, yeah, all those guys. Cool. How long have you guys been together? Uh, so we've been writing for, I mean, pretty much since I moved here. So about three years now. Um, and yeah, the first year and a half, two years, we just took our time really to, to work on writing and like dusting off the rust <laughs> um and throughout college I didn't do a whole lot of um, playing or writing so it was moving here kind of gave me a you know a reason to write songs and to get like my vocal abilities up to up to snuff <laughs> sure um so yeah so it was it was a bit of a slow painful process but I'm really glad that we kind of went through it together and um yeah now now that we've like got a solid repertoire of original material um we've worked on you know uh perfecting the kind of instrumentation of that and then uh i guess a month or so ago we uh rented a cabin in russian river and tracked six songs oh that's awesome and i was actually on your soundcloud profile earlier just listened to a lot of the tunes that i think that you've previously previously released and um you know kind of tell us a little bit of what inspired some of those songs you know because i felt like there was definitely a a, a nice range variety of sound and emotion and the lyrics went you know there was a lot of variety that i think a lot of listeners really could gravitate towards yeah sure so um the two songs that are on our page that i wrote are wise men and everything i do those are the two ones that i wrote um and everything i do was actually one of the first songs that i like Uh, songwriting for me is a pretty painful process uh in general like (laughs) i i tend to like come up with either a riff or a verse that i really like and then it'll get stuck for a long time and then like I don't know, there'll be some sort of breakthrough and I'll like write three more verses and then I'll sit on that for a while. And like, I, I've never really been someone who like just writes a song really easily and then it's done. It's sure. always kind of an evolving thing for me, which I don't know, maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing, but it also means that I like hold on to these ideas for a really long time and can't get past them or like, I, need, I think I need to learn to let stuff go. Anyway, uh, <laughs> big tangent. Um, but yeah, so everything I do, uh, 
was when I was focusing on like really getting into traditional American folk music and uh, I was teaching myself how to do kind of finger picking style where you're doing like an alternating bass line uh, with your thumb and then like playing the melody that kind of mimics whatever you're singing. Um, so you can you can kind of hear that and then the other thing that I was really trying to focus on for that song was um, creating like a narrative throughout the song and so uh, each verse like kind of sets the scene and then evolves the story and yeah. I don't know it's 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 probably like for a traditional American folk music it's probably pretty cliche stuff but um, I don't know for me it was like, it was, uh, like one of the songs that I feel like I, I completed and can feel proud of so yeah um, and yeah I guess the the, uh, the motivation behind that was <laughs> I was watching a lot of Deadwood which is like an HBO Western series mm-hmm. and um you know, there's a lot of violence, like justifi- justifiable <laughs> revenge. Uh, so I was trying to think of like, you know, what would be a scenario where I could like justify like, you know, killing somebody. I was like, yeah, if someone like killed my girlfriend or something. Then, <laughs> then I'd then I'd be able to go after him. <laughs> I knew it was wrong, but I'd want revenge anyway. <laughs> so lots of our listeners out there probably wanted to start a band at some point. What do you think it takes to start a band? I mean, do you have any words of wisdom? people out there that want to yeah I mean I think I mean and I, I still struggle with this the first thing is just to like let go of your ego <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and uh, great advice totally yeah and just kind of like I, th- I think the, the easiest thing for me is to like focus on supporting the other person like find someone who uh, you respect as a person as well as musically like I think one of the one of the things that so when I first started playing with Nick who was the my buddy from college? Um, I, I was just he had like written I think four or five tunes that he had uh, recorded an EP for, and uh, when we started, it was just I was gonna play bass and support him um, and kind of focus on his stuff. And then uh, as I got more comfortable and confident as a musician, then I like you know we started doing my own songs as well and um, kind of worked around each other's sounds and found a, you know a way to create like a cohesive sound so that it didn't sound like oh my song versus his song um and then when we brought in the third guy so we went through you know we put out ads on craigslist and stuff and mm-hmm. you know had people come in and would rent a practice room and you just like being thrown in a scenario like that where it's you don't know each other you don't know each other's like playing abilities uh it can be really I mean sometimes it works but most of the time it's pretty awkward yeah (laughs) um and so when we found Zach I mean the first thing he wanted to do was like let's let's go grab a beer and just like talk um and I think that's probably like for me the the stuff that I've like valued the most about doing music and being in a band is like the connection um that chemistry yeah well yeah and just like having um you know a shared interest in like I know I feel like some of my closest friends from like high school, middle school, they've all been because of like some sort of music connection and like it's a very like shared intimate experience to like be in a band together and yeah. Um and that's yeah. the one thing I noticed with listening to a lot of the tunes that you have on SoundCloud right now on your page. It's like you could tell that um you know usually with bands there's a whole idea of that there's the front man and mm-hmm. then they're the people that play their instrument and have the roles of course but I, I felt like with the music that you know I was able to listen to um, each one of you shared kind of this kind of solo or this lead um, which is great and I think that you know that really drives a little bit of success for you know how 
how much further you could take a band, you yeah, know, when totally. you're all on that same level, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I mean, like, the archetype for that is the band, the band, the band name for the band. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just finished reading um, Lee Von Helm, who was the drummer uh, for the band. I finished reading his biography, uh, autobiography. I think he wrote it, yeah. It's like the story of the band. Um, and that's that's exactly how he describes you know, the original foundational idea of his band um, is they, they wanted to create, you know, they, they've been like a rhythm section with various front men throughout the years. And when they wanted to create their own identity, they were like, you know, why, why do you need a front man? We all play our instruments really well. We all sing, we all write. Um, and so it's, it's that sort of idea where it's, you know, everybody is supporting each other. I mean, they, they did the same thing, you know, playing multiple instruments and stuff. And so I think that's probably, you know, the, the vibe that we kind of wanted to go for was just like this songwriting collective. Yeah. Type of thing. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that you're a music fan as well as a performer. Absolutely. Do you have any, um, favorite memories of like live performance or concerts that you've seen in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot. Um, I mean, I think so you can, you can kind of go either way. You can see, you know, seeing your heroes live, or you can also just be like, I mean, when I think about the best performances and concerts and like the most fun that I've had listening to music, I think about, so my bass teacher when I was in high school and then also in college, um, he played in this like avant-garde jazz trio which was like saxophone bass and drums um and like they're totally totally weird and out there but like really awesome and so they would pull like their influences were like square pusher and like all these electronic musicians Mm -hmm. but then they were doing all this like pretty cool jazz composition and totally strange instrumentation but like they made it work and had a lot of effects and stuff but they would play regularly at this um like art gallery music venue space and Mm -hmm. You know, there'd be 20 people in the audience, but they'd be, you know, there's just such great energy in those rooms. And I don't know, I think those, when I when I think about it, those are the ones that have really stayed with me. I mean, I also think about, you know, being in, like, big festivals. Like, my the first festival that I ever went to was Bonnaroo in 2004, which was, like, you know, like graduating high school and going on a road trip with all my high school friends and going to see like and that that was actually probably the first time that I had ever seen a whole lot of bands live and mm-hmm. so um I mean seeing like Galactic uh and having the saxophone player throw out his harmonica and like land on my feet I still have the harmonica so that, that was pretty cool so there's like experiences like that um but I think generally like it's the um the ones where you're not expecting uh it to be a great show and then the musicians come on and just kill it like there's a, another show that comes to mind kind of similar to that was um, the summer after my freshman year going into my sophomore year I was filling in on bass for a band in Boston and um, so like the last show that I played with them was at Northeastern which is a school in, uh, mm-hmm. in Boston um, and so we were opening for the Wood Brothers who were like you know heroes of mine because it's uh, Chris Wood from Modesky Martin and Wood and then Olive, his brother Oliver Wood and they together they just do like acoustic blues and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like upright bass and guitar and they both sing really well so I was really excited about opening for them I'd seen them at Bonnaroo so that's how I was familiar with them so um, and then I, it ended up I was also opening for Grace Potter which I had no idea who she was at the time but um, 
yeah, and there that that show again. It, there were probably like twenty people there, but like, you know, I I had a fun time playing. I don't think we were the highlight of the show by any means, but I had a really good time. And then to like go off stage and like be in the front row for Oliver Wood and Grace Potter, Grace Potter, it was just. It's one of those things where it's like you know, dead room, but like everybody there is just so into it because yeah. you know, it's a great you, feeling. Yeah, so I, I think those are the the ones that have really stuck out. What do you think? I mean, you know, being in a band, and what do you think about shows like American Idol, X Factor, you know, America's Got Talent? Have you guys ever thought about doing something like that? Really, kind of taking maybe taking you know your show and your band to that next level if that's something that you're working towards yeah I mean it's, that's a great question it's like everyone seems to have an opinion about those reality shows so what's yours yeah 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 I mean I think beyond like I, I think the reality show thing is really interesting for people who like have solo careers and like have like a, a talent you know like they're a really great singer or they're a really great songwriter or a really great performer or something like that and I think those are great vehicles for people who are interested in that and to me, it's it's not like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure people talk about like manufacturing success <laughs> or like any of that stuff. And like, for me, it's not even, I, I, I don't even make it that far. Like my goals with music, I, I don't really want to be like a national touring act that, mm-hmm. you know, goes around and has mobs of people chasing after them. Because I, 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 this probably is a good segue from what we were just talking about, because, um, you know, what I really value is like, feeling like part of like directly part of a community and feeling like you understand uh your fans or you're making a connection and like an actual human level um and so yeah like the idea of playing like in a big arena show and doing a tour like that's not really what i what i look for when i would define success for myself as a musician and you know like i sort of half jokingly but in reality quite seriously say like you know my my dream my retirement dream is to be like a, a hometown hero like who just like walk can walk into any bar in the town and like play a show you know yeah. uh, and it's like known locally but um you know that that in itself of itself would probably be you know like my dream well speaking of the local theme um are there any like favorite venues in San Francisco of yours, music venues that you like to go to? Yeah, I mean, I I haven't been to a whole lot of shows here, which is, like, I, I'm ashamed to admit, but, um, I mean, on, like, a more, like, legit sound stage level, I went to the chapel for the first time, like, a few months ago, and that, that place yeah, was awesome. Um, Great American Music Hall was really cool. I mean, even, even the Fox Theater, I went there last month for, to see Mastodon, and couple other metal bands that's a great space <laughs> yeah which is really cool um so I, I like i like those places a lot um but so i live in the inner richmond and um i'm about six blocks away from a venue called the plow and stars which is like an irish pub but they regularly have kind of americana and bluegrass bands and stuff in there and the sound system is total crap but uh the people who play there are really great and they have a, a good vibe so and it's very close to me so yeah <laughs> those yeah, that's the probably one of my favorite venues that I've been to. So, like, let's get to the nitty gritty. Like, what your fans want to hear. You know, we were talking about this earlier, and you know, you're finalizing this project. You know, I'm, I'm assuming based on our conversation, it's going to be released at some point this summer. Um, kind of give us an idea of what fans can expect, and maybe when you're going to start presenting that live. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we yeah we recorded everything, so it's all tracked, which is great. Uh, I think we've got final vocal takes and stuff so we're feeling good about that and we just got to do some editing and mixing uh my bandmate nick's 
friend from Maine is going to mix it for us, and then um, we'll have to find someone to do some mastering. So I, I'm hoping we'll probably have it done, like, you know, mid, mid-June. Uh, and then we have two shows coming up, one on June... I'm going to mess up the dates. I think June 14th and June 22nd, which should be a Saturday and then a Tuesday after that. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully I got those right. Um, I'm all about album titles, so any idea what the album title is? Oh, or man. Maybe, yeah, that was... Kind of, like, yeah. try to find on Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're... Um, it's still to be determined okay. a little bit. We might just go the boring self-titles, <laughs> you know, the Proof CP or something like that. Um yeah, there were there were a whole bunch of jokes that came out through the uh, through the tracking session that that weekend we were recording, but I don't know if any of them will actually stick. But <laughs> yeah, we'll see. What's one of them? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so right now the we have the the like previews set uploaded privately on SoundCloud, uh-huh. uh, and right now that one's titled Coffee and Whiskey and Coffee and Whiskey because that was basically the, the theme of the weekend was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, fight the hangover with coffee and then start drinking again. Um, and also, <laughs> right before we went to track one of the uh, one of the songs, uh, Nick started singing that, but in like uh, I guess it's Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Coffee and whiskey, coffee and whiskey. So yeah, so <laughs> but I, that's a pretty long title for an EP. So we'll see if that actually sticks. But cool. Yeah, I think that. Um... We have a lot of fans out there that are really excited. Yeah, well, we're, I'm excited about it too. This is kind of the first time that I've ever had my shit together enough to actually, you know, <laughs> uh, produce a, you know some packaged songs that I feel um, you know feel feel some pride in. I feel like we've accomplished the vision. So yeah, congratulations! Thanks. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah. You know, and so if any if you wanted to be able to kind of make sure that you know people can find your stuff online and you know where they can hear you. Um, yeah, let us know where we can find you. Where, where can we find you online or at a show? SoundCloud all the way. Uh, yeah, so soundcloud.com slash theproofs. Um, and then, yeah, around San Francisco. Um, I think right now the, the venue that we've played the most, which is all of two times, but we've got one, one of those uh, shows in June is going to be at 50 Mason as well, which is... You know, it's a up and coming venue. <laughs> it's very, actually a great space. I yeah, like that place. They're very yeah. they're very open to emerging artists. Um, okay, cool. Sometimes you're playing to an empty room, but and I'm sure you're gonna make sure that people know about it so that they can yeah absolutely yeah. catch your so, show there. Yeah, we're also on Songkick too. So awesome. Um, yeah, you can find this. And they can place. find you through the proofs, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, any possibility that you'd ever like do your own solo stuff? Yeah, I think um, as I kind of build my confidence in my own songwriting ability and like build out my own songs i can think i i I would be really interested in doing like more traditional like blues blues rock type stuff and you know a lot of the stuff that we're doing now is kind of the softer more folksy side of things as a band um but yeah i could definitely see myself doing more like you know traditional blues and uh, like that's my own personal mission is to learn a lot more of like blues standard songs and be able to you know, even if it is a cover set, like be able to hold down like a an hour long set all by myself. So yeah. that's one of the things I'm trying to do. There's a, a great open mic um, at Neck of the Woods that's mm-hmm. two blocks away from where I live, where um, I've been trying to make myself go at least once a month to oh, cool. to practice that sort of stuff. And yeah. I usually do like one cover and one original. And yeah, so and that's what a lot of artists tend to do it. out there. I mean, they'll yeah. just do these open mics just to. 
that kind of just get a com- find themselves you know in a comfortable space on the stage and kind yeah. of see what they're really good at and what they need to work on and then they find themselves getting really that much better at it you yeah know? yeah and, totally and I think that's a great way to um, really test the ability of your material to stand alone and you know, there's a, there's a lot of energy that goes into a live performance that you know if you just play your song over and over again in your apartment that you don't necessarily feel but once you get up on stage and there's you know people reacting to it it, it can change the nature of the the song itself uh, pretty drastically and make you like re-inspired so yeah. that's kind of why I do it <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to hearing the new music you know, yeah, when it comes out and I'm sure that you'll definitely let us know um, Clementine and I both appreciate you being our first official guest here yeah. with Queer Clouders and much. Allies at Thank SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't wait to share uh, I mean, all this information with you and your band and all the details that you've shared with us. Any final words that you just wanted to share with you know everyone out there, your fans? No, I just want... on SoundCloud? Yeah, I just want to say thanks for you know having me on the podcast and... I uh, look forward to hearing the rest of them. Congrats on the launch. <laughs> Thank so you. Thank Thanks, you. Jamie. Cool. Thanks. <laughs>